Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> Hope everybody's doing well. <clears throat> I mean, it's fixing to be Thanksgiving for crying out loud. <laughs> Getting ready to eat a bunch of food. I've, I've, I have pre-eaten. I made chili the other day, so I've been eating ever since. So I'm just priming myself for Thanksgiving, just so y'all know. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all a, 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 a story that maybe somebody's already heard, maybe they haven't, before we get into the message this morning. But, uh, and we'll be in a, a First Thessalonians whenever we get there. Uh, wife, a husband and a wife, the wife comes into the, uh, the kitchen and says to the husband, the kids are coming home for Thanksgiving. Seemed like a great thing, right? I mean, that's what everybody wants, family. I hope everybody wants family to be around. And so the father says, oh, they are, aren't they? And she said, yeah, they're coming home for Thanksgiving. So the father gets on the phone with the son. They have a daughter and a son. The father calls the son because they both live, apparently, uh, different states. Calls the son and says, uh, before you all come home for Thanksgiving, I want you all to know that me and your mama's getting a divorce. 35 years of misery is enough. <laughs> so the son's like, what? Because he thought he didn't hear me. He's like, what did you say? You're getting a divorce? And he was like, hold up. Don't do nothing until I call my sister. So he hangs up the phone and calls the sister, and he says, mom and dad said they're getting a divorce. So they have this long conversation about it, and the sister says, let me get off the phone. I'm going to call them and find out what's going on. So she calls them. She calls the dad, and the dad answers the phone, and she says to her dad, don't y'all do nothing? You're not getting a divorce? I've already said it, but you don't do nothing until we get there. I'm going to call my brother, and we're going to get on a plane, and we'll be there tomorrow. And they hung up, and the, father, and the dad walks into the kitchen and looks at the mama and says, yep, they're coming home, and they're both paying for their own airplane tickets. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that, because you, uh, you might have some family problems by the time they get there, you know. So... Uh, <laughs> I, uh, for some reason I'm dry today. So we're going to review a little bit to start with. Thanksgiving. The la- not, this is not the last Thanksgiving sermon. Okay? Every sermon ought to be some, somehow wrapped around uh, gratitude, right? But as far as the series goes, the Thanksgiving series goes, this is... Uh, the final of the four series, and uh, we'll just do a quick review. The first week we talked about how uh, I would dare you uh, to do a few things. One, to set your hearts on things above, and two, to put sin to death or repent, and uh, also the third thing, to put uh, the new self on in Christ, and then let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, not just say that Jesus is my Lord, but let the peace of Christ be uh, what guides you and leads you and dictates uh, the actions and thoughts and words that you uh, have and do. So that was week number one, right? Giving thanks to God. We were, we were challenged to be thankful. And, and that challenge was, I mean, it's easy to be thankful when everything's great, right? The challenge is hard when everything's not so great. To find a way, find a, a purpose in being thankful. Week number two, we talked about the uh, the... The guys that were healed of their 
terrible sickness, and they were uh, they had some genuine gratitude. Well, I, I shouldn't say they. One of them had genuine some genuine gratitude, right? The rest of them were thankful to be healed, but they weren't thankful to Jesus, were they? They were just they were just they got what they wanted, and they were happy. But the one he came back, and he was totally aware of who he was, and totally aware of who Jesus is, and they turned to Jesus. And then they responded, and he responded in obedient faith. Because Jesus said, okay, well, go do this. Go tell uh, the, the church leaders what's going on. And they, as soon as they turned and did that, they were healed, right? Because he was Jesus. Genuine gratitude happens in thankful hearts. So always, always be sure to ask God to help us to have genuine gratitude so that our, our lives and our witness truly honor him. Okay, so then last week we talked about uh, living as if someone died for you actually is what Thanksgiving is. That's, that's not a proper sentence. Living as if someone died for you is Thanksgiving. That's the best way to put it. Right? By the way, is anybody here that wasn't here last week that served uh, the nation in the military? If it is, stand up. Just, 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 just Jay, I think. All right, now. Jay, stand right there. Everybody stand up, turn around, and say thank you to Jay because he missed out last week. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate you, man. Love you, brother. God bless you, man. It's important that we don't leave anybody out. John chapter 8 and verse 31 to 36 if you want to look back at what we talked about that week. And we talked about not just uh, the people in our country that serve this country and the freedoms that we have in this country, but we talked about what Jesus says about freedom, right? And we talked about what true freedom is. And we talked about living our lives as if someone died for us. Because the truth is, it did happen that way. Amen? And if that doesn't make you grateful, then you're probably not paying attention. I'm not trying to be rude or ugly, but it's just a fact. Right? Everybody agree with me? All right. Half the people agree with me. We'll get there. Now we get on to the day where I would like to look in a certain particular part of Scripture, First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 24. This is where it all comes down to the hard part. Giving thanks in all circumstances. All right? In all. Now, get your Bibles open and get ready, because I'm going to kind of go fast, because I want to get through this, and I don't want to... Take too much time because I want to make sure we get all the way through it. But I do want to read this scripture to you. Together we'll read it. All right. Verse 16 to 24 of chapter 5, 1 Thessalonians. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything and hold on to the good. Avoid every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. All right? This is uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. If you remember uh, several weeks back, uh, more than a several, uh, however many a several is in your mind, but go back far enough and you 
might remember, uh, we preached about uh, the model church and what the church, a church that we could look at and say, we might want to do what they did or do things in a way that they did. And that was chapter 1 of this same 1 Thessalonians. So this is chapter 5. This is uh, the, the letter being wrapped up, right? This is the closing comments, the encouragement, and the advice to the model church. All right, I want to notice a few things as we go through this. One, they were a happy church. And he was encouraging them to continue to be happy. This takes us back to one of our prior sermons. Set your hearts on the things above. Put to death uh, sin. Renew uh, yourself in Christ and let the peace of Christ rule. That's how you be happy. That's how you, be, that's how you can be happy. Okay? Because sometimes you sit back and you're like, how can, I, how can I be thankful in this situation? How can I have joy in my heart even though all of this other stuff is happening that's not very joyful? Because, you know, we live in a world that's real. And it's not always uh, cake and ice cream and barbecue and chili, right? It's bad sometimes, and it's hard. But if God would not lead us to be thankful all the time if it wasn't possible. Hello? I mean, it, it must be possible, it must be doable if He's saying to do it. Now the question is, are we trying to do it or are we trying to ask God to help us do it? Are we trying to ask God to do it through us? Lead us to that. Help us find a way. Right? Because if the chili ain't good, we got to be thankful anyway. Right? If somebody don't know how to cook, if somebody don't know how to make the barbecue, you got to still be thankful, right? When we get serious, when life hurts, somehow there's got to be joy. And here it is. Be happy. Be joyful always. Somebody, somebody in this room or somebody in this world on Thursday is going to be sitting at the table with somebody they can't stand. You're going to have to find a way to work it out, aren't you? You're going to have to find a way to not be the problem. You're going to have to find a way to be thankful for something. Not every family has the greatest holidays, do they? Some families have awesome holidays. I think it's great when all my brothers and sisters can get together. Because there's eight of us, and we're all across the nation. So when we all get together, it's great. And it's, and it's especially great for my dad, who loves us to be together. Right? Because he's like, he's the dad. He's the, he's the patriarch. He's the man. And these are his kids. And they're all here. It doesn't happen that often. But it's great when that happens. Look at Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16 and 17 with me right there on the screen. It says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts. Didn't we just do that this morning, I think? Hopefully. I mean, I know we sang songs, right? And then we sang a few hymns and then there was some great special music. But did we do it with gratitude in our hearts? Did we do it because somebody died for us? Did we do it because we've repented of sin and we've been forgiven and that Christ lives in our hearts? Did we do it because the peace of Christ rules in our hearts? Look what else it says. It says, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. It's kind of hard to tell somebody off in the name of the Lord. 
Don't you agree? It's kind of hard to have some road rage in the name of the Lord. Just saying. Just kind of keep that in mind. Are we Christians or are we not Christians? It's not something you can turn on and turn off. How do you love somebody who's not easy to love? How do you forgive somebody who makes it hard to forgive? Right? And then the last part of that sentence says, giving thanks to God the Father. Why, why does it say that? Because everything before that happens because of Him and through Him. You, you, can't, you, can't, be, you can't have genuine gratitude without Christ. Right? There's a lot of people in the world that aren't saved and they don't know the Lord. Some of them don't even believe that God exists. Some of them don't believe that Jesus is the Christ, but they're grateful people. And they're thankful. But it's not as genuine as God wants it to be. Because it's not in Christ. Make sense, y'all? You with me now? <laughs> praying. Number two, this church was a praying church. Let me tell y'all something. Going in the presence of God and talking to Him is a privilege only provided by the blood of Christ. Cannot happen without the blood of Christ. There's a person, there's a quote, and I don't really know who said it. I just know I read it in one of my study books. It says, the best pray together who also pray alone. Churches that pray well together are because the people pray alone well. The people who have relationships individually with God, when they come together, their relationships with God enhance their relationship as a congregation. Right? James tells us that the prayer of a righteous man availeth much is a powerful prayer. Right? And if, that's, if, if you want that for yourself, then it's through Christ. And it's through gratefulness. It's through sur surrender and all the things we just talked about. But if everybody in the congregation was seeking that and pursuing that and God was faithful to what He says, how much more powerful our prayers would be together. Amen? That's Jesus. That's the power of the blood of Christ. Because without Jesus, you have, you have, no matter how bad you want to talk to God, you're not allowed in his presence, ever, because of sin. Because he's holy and sin is wickedness. Cannot be together. Right? So that's Hebrews chapter 10. You want to see what it looks like? This is Hebrews chapter 10 telling us about Jesus being the new high priest, the permanent priest. There's no one else that we need to go to or through to get to God but Jesus. You want to come and talk to the preacher about some things that we need to pray about? The door's open. Call me anytime, we'll do it. But you don't need me to talk to God. Jesus died so you can talk to him yourself. But I'll be glad to go with you. Anytime. Right? Therefore, brothers, since we have, this is Hebrews chapter 10, since we have, look what the words say, look at the words. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, are you confident when you go to God? Are you confident that you're forgiven? Are you confident that your sin is separated from you as far as the east is to the west because you believe that Jesus is, Christ, is the Christ? It says, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain. Right? Remember when Jesus died and the earth was shaken and the big gigantic curtain that separated the people from the Holy, the holy of Holies and the, and the temple and all that was coming down and the, it says the curtain was torn in half. That means we now have access to the throne of God. Because of Jesus. Are you thankful for that? I mean, you're going to sit at, you're going to sit at a table and there's going to be a lot of food and it's real easy to get distracted by that. 
right? But when you know you're forgiven because you've repented and you believe that Jesus is a Christ and you've reacted in obedience to all of that, how much more can you enjoy everything that God provides for you? How much more are the blessings of God evident in your life? So he says, uh, that, that is his body, the curtain. Everything, the curtain was torn. You know how he was beaten and, and whipped and torn open? Jesus, our Lord and Savior in the flesh, bleeding on the cross so that we can be in the presence of God. Hello? I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm trying to make you feel uh, thankful. Right? I mean, it's, it, it's kind of weird, Christians. We get so overjoyed and, and grateful and thankful and joyous over a man that was beaten so badly and killed. Strange, isn't it? It's only strange to those who don't understand. It's only strange to those who are running away from the gospel. Right? It had to happen in order for me and you to be in the presence of God at any time, let alone eternity. And thank God we don't have to wait till we die to be in His presence, talk to Him, and have His Spirit living in our hearts. Isn't that awesome? Y'all, y'all hear what I'm talking about this morning? I mean, that chili was good, but it wasn't that good. Jesus on the cross is so much better than anything that we could ever create or ever do for ourselves. And it's only through His blood and through the Spirit that lives in us that we could ever reach this genuine gratitude. So... So it says this, it says, uh, and since we have great, uh, a great priest over the house of God, that's what it says, let us draw near to God with sincere heart and full assurance of faith. Please don't show up in God's house, in His presence. Please don't go to God in prayer and try to lie to Him about your life. Please don't act like you got something over God and he doesn't, you're pulling the wool over His eyes. I don't know how many times... I've suddenly realized that God's just standing there waiting for me to talk about the thing that He's trying to talk to me about. And all I'm trying to do is ignore it because I don't want to see it. But yet I want Him to fulfill this other list of requests that I have. Isn't that sad when we do things like that? And all it takes is just acknowledging God and saying, God, you're right. This is what it is. And boom. Forgiveness, grace, and mercy is right there then we can talk about everything else. Isn't that awesome? When we get somewhere with God, you start talking about what He wants to talk about. So He says, with sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a what? From a guilty conscience. I don't know how many people I have met that said, I don't think God can forgive me for what I've done. Sometimes I say, preacher, you don't realize where my life is. And I, don't, I tell them I don't have to understand your life, and I don't have to have been there. What I know is God can forgive anything and will forgive everything if you just give it to him. You want, you want, thank, you want, you want a thankful Thanksgiving? You want a, a, a Thanksgiving filled with peace and, 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 and glory of God's grace in your life? Then just give it to him. Forgive yourself. If God's going to forgive you, then who are we to not forgive ourselves? I'm not bigger than God. And if He's forgiven me, then I don't have the right to hold anything against myself. Hello? I know that hit a button 
So I'm just not going to even make you say amen for that one. Guilty conscience. Having our bodies washed with pure water. That's Jesus. There's people around the world that they go out into the rivers, right? Around on other, other nations, other countries, and they, they're jumping up and down in the river over and over like a ritual. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to cleanse the guilt off of them. And there's nothing we can do. Brillo pads, power washing, you can't, you can't do it. Only the blood of Christ can cleanse the stain that's on your soul. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for who, for he who promised is faithful. First off, stand firm in what you believe. You believe that Jesus is the Christ and you believe that God's grace is sufficient and that you're forgiven, then stay there. And don't let anybody convince you otherwise. You're forgiven. No matter what anybody else in this world says to you. Right? The best part is right here. For he who promised is faithful. I'm so glad that I don't have to worry about God changing His mind one day. One day, I don't, I'm not going to wake up one day and God say, ah, never mind, forget it, change mind. You're not worth it. Everybody's sitting back going, that would never happen. I know it would never happen. It says right here, He's faithful. That's what I'm so thankful for. Right? Aren't you thankful for that? Once you're forgiven, it's forgiven, man. It's gone. Whew. Till, till tomorrow, and then I got to Figure it out again. The third thing is a thankful church. They're, they're giving thanks in all circumstances. This is why you give thanks. You could have done the worst thing today. You could have woke up first thing in the morning and done something. Some, you fall into temptation right then, first thing in the morning. Right? Could have done it. It could happen. It happens to people all the time. Thank God there's grace. Thank God we know what to do. Thank God that Satan's over here telling God, look, that, right, that guy right there or that lady right there, he don't, they don't love you. Look how they treat you. They say that you're their God, but they're, not, they're, they're over here worshiping something else. They're making themselves God. And the fact is what Satan is telling God is true in that moment, isn't it? But we know that if, gee, if the Spirit of God could ever get our attention, we could say, oh, yeah, i got to go back to God. This is not right. I can repent. Now, don't, don't, don't mistake that we can just go sin and then repent and go sinning. You can't. That's not what it is. Right? Thank God that I have the Spirit of God leading me and helping me every day so that I can do the best I can do to glorify God with all of my life, all of my heart, and all of my soul. With God's help. And the moments when I'm weak and fail, the moments when I give in, the moments when it's about me and not God, I'm not kicked out of the family. I'm not shunned forever. Y'all get that? It's not just about going to heaven. It's not just about not going to hell. It's about your life showing the world how awesome God is. Because everybody knows you, that you mess up. Everybody has to make a difference how well we dress ourselves and how good we act. Everybody in the world, somebody's going to see it, whatever it is, because God already knows about it, and we certainly do. And yet God can still be glorified because he still loves you, and he can still, he's still working on you, still working on me. Whew. 
Y'all should say amen and thank God for that because if he wasn't working on me, I'd still be the guy I was way before and you certainly wouldn't have me up here preaching. I can guarantee you that. Right? Why do you say amen so loud, wife? (laughs) She was around before I was saved, so she knows. She knows a little bit. Here's Here's another quote. It says, if we face the sun, right, the shadows will fall behind us, but if we turn our backs to the sun, then the shadows fall in front of us. Who wants to live in the dark? I know none of y'all do because we told y'all we were driving up on the parkway in the middle of the night. Y'all were like, whoa, you're doing what? Nobody wants to. Don't look at, don't look at the darkness. You don't have to focus on that. It's there. Acknowledge it for what it is, but know that God is bigger than anything that ever could come in your life. He's bigger than any hardship, any pain, any sorrow, any physical ailment, any spiritual problem, any sin. God is bigger than it all. Every church congregation right now that's worshiping God, that has problems, and we're one of those, God is bigger than all of it. He's such a great multitasker, right? Thank God we don't have to wait in line, right? Whew! Because you want to find, by the, time I, by the time we get to the front of the line, we've got to repent for five million other things because we're cutting in line. We've got problems with the people. Just hurry up and tell God what the problem i got to get. He's bigger than that. Verse 18 tells us, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I want you all to take this home right here. It's not just about learning how to be thankful. It's not just about pretending how to be thankful. It's because it's God's will for you. Everybody look at me in the eyes right now. I'm talking to you. This is God's will for you. That you be thankful. That you, not that you try hard and learn. It's that Christ is in you so that you are thankful. You understand? So this isn't four sermons trying to encourage you to do better. This is four sermons trying to help us understand and be reminded that Jesus is the Christ and His Spirit lives in us and we are thankful people. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? I can sit back and put any kind of meat I want to in my chili because it doesn't offend God. And it's because Jesus died on the cross. Otherwise, pigs are off limits, aren't they? You can find things to be thankful for everywhere, can't you? All right, here it is. Here's the, here's the scripture for today. Ooh, this is it. We're closing with this. No, I'm, I'm not clo- I'm stopping the sermon. I'm going to do something else for y'all, with y'all, and then we're going to have the invitation. May God himself, God himself, notice God's the doing, the God of peace, not the God of wrath and condemnation without grace. It's the God of peace sanctify you through and through. Right? Now, I don't wash clothes because I don't know how to do it. I don't do it right. I know how to do it. I just don't do it right. They're not, they're not clean. They're just not clean. Because I put everything in the same load, turn the cold water on and go. That's what I do. God cleans you all the way through. God cleans parts of you that you don't even know about in your heart. There's parts of your heart in the deepest, darkest corner that he knows about you that you're not even aware of yet. That's, that's what God knows about. And he's going to clean that up. It says, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless. 
Anybody feel blameless? Don't, don't answer. Don't raise your hand. Does anybody, do you feel blameless? Not all the time. Do you feel like if God said, show up right now, he's going to show up and then we're going to have an account for everything. Do you feel like you're going to be comfortable with that? I don't. Right? But he's, it's, it's God that keeps you holy. It's God that keeps you blameless. What for what? Jesus is coming back. In case y'all didn't know that. And if some of y'all don't believe that, I encourage you to think about it because He is coming back. One day. So one of two things is going to happen. Jesus is going to come back or you're going to go be with God. Whichever happens first for you. Either way, are you going to be blameless? The only way I know to be blameless is to keep the law. And ain't but one person I know that's ever done that, and that's Jesus. So if you can keep the law, then you can be in the presence of God. For the rest of us, we need the blood of Christ, don't we? Because that's the only way. And God, we can't blame us at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's going to be a day. It's going to be something. Because when Jesus comes back, it is over. Done. You, you ain't going to be able to make a decision at that point. You understand, what, you understand where we're going? And it's, praise God, it's, it's God that does the work. God is preparing you for when Jesus comes back, if you let him. Now, here's the last sentence. All right? He, he says this. The one who calls you is faithful. Didn't, it, didn't he say that in Hebrews that we read a while ago? The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. The only ones that aren't clean before God, the only ones that go to hell, the only ones that don't have salvation, the only ones that don't have the peace of Christ and the joy of the Lord are the ones who don't accept Him. They choose not to have it. God loves everybody. This is true, right? He loves everybody. Even the ones who perish. Even the ones who die and go to a place that we know is hell. And I've told you this before. The worst part about hell is that God's not there. Why would you want to be there? I mean, why would you live in this world without God and then go somewhere else without God? I'm crying out loud. Right? Because you don't know Him. That's why. Why would you let anybody else leave this world without an opportunity to know that? Right? So every Thanksgiving, I think about this song that I'm about to try to sing for y'all. I, sing, I, I think about this song because it's like, uh, how do you say thank you to God? Really? What do you do? Hope it don't pop. How do you say God thanks? Right? Because, you know, Mr. Frank helped me yesterday take the battery out of my Jeep because it was dead and I needed a new one. Right? So I look at Mr. Frank and I say, hey, thanks for the help. Right? Something like that happened. I hope. Didn't it? Yeah. So... I'm truly thankful because, you know, he didn't have to help me. He could have just went on. But because Frank's a cool guy, he helped me. But how do you say thank, thank you to God? To the Lord. Is that on? How do you say thank you to God? I don't think we can really find the words. I'm going to try to sing through this song just because I want to share it with you. 
And I know we're going to go a little bit long, but that's okay because we're not having Bible study Wednesday, so. And my wife's going to help me because she makes everybody sound better. So if you hear her singing, it's not because she's throwing her voice up here. That's why she had, that's why she had your microphone, man. You're up here looking for your microphone, and you're like, that's great. It was awesome. I think y'all have heard this song. Some of y'all have heard this song. Turn me up a little bit on a guitar, would you, so I can hear it. While the world looks upon me, as I struggle along, they say I have nothing, but they are so wrong. In my heart, I'm rejoicing, how I wish they could see. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. There's a roof up above me. I have a good place to sleep. There's food on my table, shoes on my feet. You gave me your love, Lord, and a fine family. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing on me. I know I'm not wealthy, these clothes, they're not new. I don't have much money, but Lord, I have you. And that's all the world cannot see. Thank you, Lord. Blessing on me. If you know this song, you have. There's a roof up above me. I have a good place to sleep. There's food on my table, shoes on my feet. You gave me your love, Lord, and a fine family. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing on me. Let's all sing together if you, can, if you know it. There's a roof up above me. I have a good place to sleep. There's food on my table. Shoes on my feet. You gave me your love, Lord. And a fine family. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. Ain't that a great song? Mr. Frank's going to lead us in an invitation hymn. And uh, I want you to think about
the Lord. Think about the things that he's done for you. Think about all of the blessings. Yeah? I will say this, and I don't mean it ugly. I don't mean it harmful. I say it because I love you. But I really don't know how. I don't really don't know how you can know gratitude and thankfulness. I don't really know how you can have a great, thankful life if you don't know the Lord. If you're not saved. If you don't know what it is you've been saved from. Right? It's real easy for us to be convinced that we're good people. And we don't do much wrong. Right? That doesn't cut it. It's not enough. Is it? Every one of us is going to be sitting at a table with somebody who's not saved on Thursday. I'm, I'm predicting. If not, you're going to encounter somebody. Pray that God would give you an opportunity to show him to those people. Right? Just live a life of gratitude. We're going to sing. Right? We're going to sing like we love the Lord. We're going to sing like we love each other. Right? And we're going to sing like we're grateful. Let's stand together and sing. You need to know the Lord. Come up here. All you got to do is confess that Jesus is the Christ. Repent and be baptized.